Episode 10 of the Section K Podcast. It's Tuesday, April 23rd. On today's show, we recap the amateur champions at the 2019 Kit Kat Sugar Super Stakes, talk about some of our favorite parts of the show, and also sit down with Vice President Candidate of the NCHA, Kirby Smith. The 2019 NCHA Kit Kat Sugar Super Stakes is in the books, guys. It was a great three weeks of cutting action. Most recently, just had a handful of amateur champions crowned. Starting out Friday night, Cat Goodfried and Trouble and Roan took the 5-6 Amateur Super Stakes Championship, marking a 219. Then we went into Saturday, started off with the four-year-old amateur, Robbie Thigpen and Metallic Rita, picked up just over $10,000 with the Super Stakes Amateur Championship. Later on, we had the Super Stakes Classic Unlimited Amateur, Bonnie Martin rode the great gilding raisin kittens to 225 points in $14,000. Heck of a finals there. Langston Patillo marked a 222 in those finals. Had a great run there. And later on, in the Super Stakes Unlimited Amateur, there were co-champions Robbie Gale and Sugar in my shake. Tied Lisa Taylor and Rakin in the cash with 219 for a $15,000 payday. Guys, what did y'all think of the 2019 Super Stakes as a whole? It was pretty awesome. CBL got to be down there for the Open, and we got to watch the Open Finals, do our live show, have some fun at the beginning of the week, and then we kind of just coasted after that. And We were there a lot. I showed in the non-pro, you showed in the non-pro, and limited non-pro and the amateur. And we were there a lot in the exhibit hall, hung out with uh, Dennis over there in the corner. And... Uh, just kind of took it all in and yeah, saw was, Kirby a lot. He was down there a lot, uh, just hanging out. Met a lot of the vendors and uh, met the brand chiropractic guys. Yeah, those were fun, funny Those Snapchat. guys are way bigger characters than I ever imagined they were. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't see my Instagram stories of Rick and Rodney, I think are their names. Yeah, those guys are pretty much legends of Fort Worth, <laughs> legends of the Will Rogers Coliseum. And according to them, and, check. and according to those guys, they are a couple of head trainers at TCU. Haven't never seen them on the sidelines, but I'll be looking for them this year as football season gets According rolling. to them, too, they were the originators of country rap before it was country rap. Oh, yeah, that's right. He said they didn't have any social media or any way yeah. for you to listen to their music because it was all word of mouth. You just had to be there and hear it live. I was yeah. like, word. They asked me They asked me the other day when I left, when I packed up all my stuff from the Cutting Horse Central booth, they said, uh, hey, uh, how'd, that, how'd that post go? I heard uh, heard you guys were on the Snapchat. And I was just wondering how if a bunch of people responded to my, my singing. Should have said dang straight they <laughs> did, man. You're exactly. Yeah, no, it was great to to meet a bunch of vendors and all all those guys, especially. Some cool highlights for me: uh, Cody Green doing good in the Open four year old finals, and also him winning. It is was a real cool highlight, and also in the four year old limited non pro, Alana Chalmers was a champion, and Scott Chartier, as most people know, they date. So that's got to be a pretty cool moment 
for the the both of them. Yeah, shout out Alana Chalmers. I know she's been reserve at Will Rogers a handful of times. I know it was special for her to win in the Will Rogers Memorial Coliseum, and I'm sure it was super awesome to do it with her boyfriend, old Scotty, side by side. So shout out, he's Scott a number and one Alana fan of the sure. podcast too. Yeah, he's <laughs> our he's our number one critic too. So yeah. love, love Scott. Shout out Scott. And also in the the five six limited, Chelsea Tatum and John Johnson. Chelsea won it, and she's a non-pro, and she's raising a family. And her husband, Kaz Tatum, shows in the open, and he does a dang good job showing a horse too. So that's got to be a, a really cool uh, deal for them as well. And then John Johnson, I don't know anybody that doesn't like John Johnson. He's yeah, well, a John one John. heck of a dude. Yeah, yeah hey, John Chelsea man. Tatum, two-time five six limited. Yeah, I think she's. Champ. They, there was an article wrote on the She won horse. it last year on yeah, Bob Smart News. As well, I was in those finals last year, so I remember that. She had like a – I think she marked a 225 last year in those finals. Yeah, I so think so too. She loves the super stakes. That mare loves the super stakes. I know she, they flushed her too, so that says a lot during the cutting that she was able to mark those big scores and that mare was able to, to stay sound and, and be good through the go-rounds and through the finals while carrying an embryo and being flushed during, during all that, so – I think that says a lot about the horse and a whole lot about her training. Yeah, one of the hot topics, and a lot of people were discussing this at the Super Stakes, was the schedule change. Um, it was a lot different than it has been in years past with doing an open non-pro and then amateur. And uh, I think there's some good things. Uh, I know we were in the exhibit hall a lot more, and it was not as good in the exhibit hall as it has been in years past. But um, maybe there's some things that we need to tweak or something like that, but I've seen a lot of good feedback and positive feedback for the schedule the way it was. What did you guys think? Yeah, I saw one particular Facebook post that stuck out to me, Clay Johnson. He's pretty much up there for every cattle change. No matter what. Yeah, he's I mean, up he's there for everything. helping everyone in every set pretty much, and he had a Facebook status yesterday morning, Easter Sunday, the day after the show, and said, I'd like to thank NCHA and all involved with putting on the Super Stakes this year. Thought it was a great cutting, and in my opinion, folks look like they were enjoying a great time showing their horses again. Thank you, NCHA and all the sponsors. So I think, as a whole, if those guys are liking the schedule and the owners are liking the schedule, I mean, I think that says a lot. I think that says a ton. What do you think, CBL? Well, you know – before we even had it scheduled for us to do the live show because of how, how they had it scheduled, I was already planning. I wasn't coming to show. I didn't get to show this year at the Super Stakes, but I was already planning to go for that weekend to watch those finals. And just for – so kind of just from a fan's point of view, it was set up where I could go and, and watch those guys on the finals. And then it ended up we had a, a live show, and I had to be there anyways – but I just I think it's it's really cool even for those the champions of the open they get to they get to be around it for a little bit more long uh, a little bit longer and there's more people that can can congratulate them and more people that see that they did well and and on, so on some of the other shows that are there that's the last day and you don't see them again until the next some people don't see them till the next show in Fort Worth. Yeah, you know, I think it's great too that the five six open finals aren't just some random weeknight too. I think yeah. how they've been in the past, maybe every now and again they've had them on a Saturday afternoon earlier on in the show. But it's great that you could come and see four sets of big time horses and the best trainers in the world riding cutting horses. So and I, I had a it. blast on on open finals day. Yeah, I the live was, show went really well. Cute. 
look for some more Section K live shows in the future. Just the, sh- the show in general. I mean, I, I, I thought the finals were fun to watch. Uh, there were some really, really good runs. There were some runs that you thought were going to have a chance, and then there was a bobble at the end that kind of took them out of winning it. I just thought it was really good watching. Yeah, and to see those two finals back-to-back was pretty awesome, it's too. cool. It's exciting. We also got to meet Kirk Slaughter, the new executive director for the NCHA. I thought that was pretty cool. Hopefully we'll get to have him in here and interview him on the podcast, talk to him, see what he's got up his sleeve for the NCHA. And Yeah, we were able to interact with a whole lot of the people that work in the NCHA office and run the NCHA booth at all the cuttings, Bobby Hunt. It was good to sit and talk to him. I know I think he's the head of sales over at the NCHA. Louis Ray, the interim executive director, spent a whole lot of time telling us how much he liked the show and how much he appreciated what we were doing. So it was great to see all the marketing people and guys like Lewis and guys like Bobby that we kind of knew, but I didn't really know super well. And getting to interact and get to know those guys was super fun throughout the show as well. It was definitely a different experience for me hanging out in the exhibit hall as much as we did because I've never done that. I've never had to do that. I've never really wanted to. (laughs) I mean, you walk through the exhibit hall and – you know, look for things or maybe go over there to get something to eat or grab a beer or something. Or but some free beer at the Cowboy Trailers. Yeah, we did Amateur do that. party. Mm-hmm. Shout out Cowboy Trailers for the free beer and hors d'oeuvres yep. during the amateur party. One thing that I actually meant to bring up last week, uh, but I didn't, is I got the opportunity to to use the virtual reality uh, setup that the NCHA has. And I highly recommend everybody trying that out. I don't know how many people uh, did, and I don't know how many days it was open to the public to do. It was on finals night of the the Open that they had it set up. But for me, it was very cool because it is a video of Tatum writing hashtags, and I got to be around that horse a lot. I got to be in his barn a lot. And for me to be in the VR on top of hashtags – in the barn that I used to work in was one of the coolest things. I, I had chills and it was a, it was a dang video. It, and I, I highly recommend anybody that hasn't yet to check that out because it is very cool. Yeah. I don't think they had it up there very much. If they did, I didn't hear about it. Cause that was the one night that I knew it was up there. I think that's when we met Kirk. He was trying it out for the first time too. And, and he told us that we had to, and yeah. I think you, you tried it on first and then we got, we got to talking and then we wanted to head over to the finals, but yeah, I, I was interested in trying that as well. It, it'll, it, I, Cody, I really think it'll give you chills too, just well, because you're you're around that horse a lot too, uh, and yeah, uh, it's just that. it's and really I, I it's really some, cool. And I loped him some when Kylie wasn't there, where she was sick. So uh, I got to I lope watched, him one time. Yeah, and well, and you and I <laughs> watched him awesome. that whole four year old year. When oh yeah, I mean he just was dominant on the West Coast and. And, uh, and most cuttings they took him to pretty much. And to be able to sit there while that's happening, I bet is pretty cool. Big thanks to the NCHA for putting on a great 2019 Kit Kat Sugar Super Sticks. Big shout out to the Alsop Ranch, Pete Branch, Barbara Alsop for sponsoring this year's Super Stakes. Um, we want to thank Mark Michaels, Jenny Cooper, Alex Taft, and Lauren Middleton for all their help throughout the cutting. That's we look forward good. to the BI. All three of us are going to be in Tulsa for the BI. I think we're going to have some pretty awesome interviews lined up for the people and pretty excited for that one as well as 
the next Fort Worth show too. So be looking for some awesome content from the Section K boys over in Tulsa at the BI. Yeah, the BI should be pretty fun because, well, it always is because everybody's at the cutting and they're there in Tulsa and we could probably catch up with a lot more people. And we got to at the Super Stakes, we got to catch up with a couple of people and we have some interviews coming that you guys are going to get to hear um, in the coming future. Tulsa will be able to interview a lot of people and that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm pumped about the BI. All three of us are going to be there. And like you said, everybody comes and stays for a good bit. So it's always a good time. And it's a very good show. While we were at the Super Stakes, we were fortunate enough to interview one of the vice president candidates, Kirby Smith from Grand Island, Nebraska. Kirby came by the Cutting Horse Central booth the day before the Open Finals and sat down with us for about a half an hour. And we just picked his brain about some topics and kind of who Kirby is. Wanted to give the people a voice with the name and a voice with the face and kind of let everyone know who Kirby is and what he is about. I know I didn't know Kirby very well. You guys were fortunate enough to grow up around Kirby and his family, showing showing youth horses up and down the road. And I was very impressed after meeting Kirby. So here is an interview with Kirby Smith, the vice president candidate of the NCHA. This exclusive interview with Kirby Smith on the Section K podcast is brought to you by Beck Sunglasses. Since 2009, Beck's has produced world-class lightweight sunglasses that can handle the rigors of your outdoor lifestyle. Visit BEXSunglasses.com today and enter KPOD, that's K-P-O-D at checkout, to receive 20% off your next Beck's product order. And right now, be sure to take advantage of the Beck's Stravaganza, where every $5 spent equals one automatic entry to win a 2019 K&M UTV at BeckSunglasses.com. Be sure to see all the details online at BeckSunglasses.com. We are joined with Kirby Smith from Grand Island, Nebraska. He is one of the candidates running for vice president of the NCHA. Kirby, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to sit down with us today. How are you? I'm great, and thank you guys for having me. We visited earlier. It's a real pleasure to be here with you guys because you guys are the future of this deal. And so for you guys to take a step like this and get out in front of the, the NCHA and, and the Cutters with this podcast, it's, it's, it's a really cool deal. And so I'm real happy for it. And, you know, got to meet Caden yesterday for the first time. I've known uh, Colbrun and Cody for many years. Our family's all cut together. I'm so, sorry. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> well, no, it, hey, it's been a pleasure, really, really. So, you know, I appreciate you guys having me here. Um, I'm from Grand Island, Nebraska, like Caden said. Um, I'm a feedlot nutritionist, and so that's my livelihood, and I'm still active in it today. Uh, my group does quite a few of the feed yards in the United States, and uh, we try to be very humble about that. Uh, our business spreads by word of mouth. We don't advertise, so if you went on the Internet, you're not going to find a lot about us. But uh, uh, it's all by word of mouth, and we're still very active uh, in it. Um, People ask, what, what does a feedlot nutritionist do? And, and I tell them, people hire me every day to come stay at their feed yard for the day. And at the end of the day, tell them what they can do to improve. And whether it's nutritionally, balance rations different, or load trucks differently, different routes, et cetera. So I'm actually really an operations guy that concentrates on getting things done more efficiently every day. And uh, probably the biggest strength I have, and if you'd ask my customers or the groups I work with, is that I always sit down at the end of the day with all the people and we come up with a solution. It's not necessarily my idea totally, it's what we can get together as a group and coming up with a solution. And I think that's what I'd like to bring to the NCHA is sitting down with everybody and coming up with solutions 
I, uh, for years at the convention, I've been telling people I want to be proactive, not destructive. Okay, and so I think my strength is sitting down with people and and making solutions. So getting out in front of stuff, I think that's a huge asset and something that's very important for our association going forward. I definitely agree with that. So what? How'd you get involved with cutting? I've been involved with horses most of my life. Um, as a kid, uh, my family raised racing quarter horses. We ran them in Oklahoma. Um, always had a horse, did day work for people, went to college, took a horse with me, participated in college rodeo. Um, after a small stint playing football, um, <laughs> so, uh, which we can talk about later, but um, always had horses rodeoed, roped, et cetera, and uh, uh, took a background because I looked at it and said, it was a hobby for me, it wasn't a career. I, I love it, I love horses, I really like to rope, um, but I knew it wasn't a profession for me, so I concentrated on my career, always had a horse around, could go to a roping if I wanted to. And uh, when the boys got a little bit older, um, we bought a new place at, and built a 200 by 300 roping pen, and we kept 40 steers wrapped every day, and after work, come home and rope steers, and the kids would haze them for me. They didn't rope back then, they were young, Although kids these days rope at eight years old. Yeah. Yeah. And win. Before they can yeah. even drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah no kidding. No kidding. But uh, one Sunday, a, a friend of mine, Ray Lipsy from Lincoln, Nebraska, called and said, hey, I have a little horse down here. It would be perfect for Grant to heal on. So we drive down to Lincoln, Nebraska, and there's this tiny horse, okay, because we're used to riding these 15-2 head horses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, got there, and uh, – um, Ray rode him for us, and Grant rode him, and we said, yeah, and it was $3,500, and they threw in a cutting saddle, okay? Huh. Watch it. <laughs> and uh, he was the son of Doc Sickery. Uh, his name was Bold Brother Rio. I still remember it. And when we got home, we looked it up, and he'd won $15,000. So we started chasing roping steers, and he, he didn't really want to do that. He didn't want to chase anything. So we went to town and bought the book from the Western Horseman on cutting. <laughs> I know this sounds really that's hillbilly, guys. That's a really cool no, story. Awesome. I mean, that's a really but cool story. So we... This 200-wide arena, we put these 40 roping steers in the end of it, and we didn't really understand, like, people holding herd or helping you, whatever. But so we, in, the, in our roping saddles, we rode in and <laughs> cut a steer out. And those roping steers actually had a lot of play to them, yeah. you know. And this horse went right, left, and poof, I was on the ground. <laughs> Funniest. I laughed. <laughs> laugh, what, laugh, What laugh. year was this? This would have been, like, 1999, okay. <laughs> so uh, we did this for a little while, and uh, – we saw a deal where there was the 2000 NCHA days, so it would have been in June of 2000 in Broken Bow, Nebraska. And so we threw this horse in the stock trailer. Boys and I loaded up a couple corgi dogs with us and went up there and entered the rookie class. Okay, I did. <laughs> and uh, we actually won that day. And mm -hmm. Ernie Gutenmiller Sr. was the judge, and he knew that horse, and he took a picture of us and, uh, and sent me the picture, said, congratulations on your win, which was a really nice thing for him to do, you know. Yeah. But we met some nice people, and there was a man there named Jerry Lineweaver, and I'm not sure who all knows him. You remember Jerry? I don't think he so. He was from Leavenworth, Kansas, and he was top 15 non-pro. His son, Blaine, uh, is an NFR healer, et cetera, yeah. but Jerry and Betty were cutters. And he came up to me after that cutting and said, son, if you're going to do this, you need a better horse. And I was like, man. You know, who is this guy? Those people in this industry are the ones that you cherish eventually, oh. though. I mean, yeah. people that tell you straight up and are honest and with and you. And help when yeah. you don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that, 
this was Grant's idol and is what it turns out in the long run. But so he said, you need a better horse. Well, he called me the next week and said, hey, there's a horse coming to my house that you need to come down here and try. Okay. And I didn't know this Jerry Lina Weaver. I didn't know if he was trying to sell me a horse or whatever the deal was. But I called this Ray Lipsy and he said, Jerry Lina Weaver invited you to your house. Go. And he said, in fact, be at my house at five in the morning and we'll drive down there together. Okay. So the boys loaded up. We went to Leavenworth, Kansas, about a six hour drive. And there was a horse named J-Bar Tomahawk. And Jim Keir had sold him to some person in North Carolina and she didn't get along with him. He's a big sorrel gelding, 15-1 stout, you know. And uh, I got on, man, I mean, it was a disaster. This horse was powerful. But, <laughs> and I, you know, I'd only done this few months. And I looked at Jerry and I said, what do I do here? And he said, buy him. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And if you'd ever met Jerry, you, you believed him. You trusted them, okay, and they became like really, really close friends of ours. They stayed with us. They came up and saw my parents, et cetera. But I bought this horse, J. Bar Tomahawk, and smartest thing I ever did. Like Jerry told me one time, he said, uh, that horse taught you a lot. He just didn't teach you how to ride. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's awesome. Uh, but we had a lot of successes with uh, Tomahawk, um, and later – on Grant's horse was named Sanjo Sneaker, and Jerry had ridden full brothers, Sanjo Tesaro, Sanjo Johnny, Sanjo Sneaker, Sanjo Jerry, and uh, they were all full brothers from the Deadman Ranch that had Sanjo, yeah. yeah. And uh, Jerry uh, had some health problems later on, and he, he gave this Sanjo Sneaker horse to Grant. And I said, you can't do that. And he goes, yeah, I can do that. Well, Grant, I think he has 110 youth points, was behind Cody Which most of the really time good. in the high school finals. Most of us were behind Cody anywhere we went. So <laughs> yeah. I, I feel yeah. that. I used to go and get my tail whooped by Cody yeah. and Sweetwater. So yeah. that's yeah. when that's my first memory of Cody. But we enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, um, so it ran, had a lot of fun with uh, Sanjo Sneaker. Uh, we had tons of fun with um, J-Bar Tomahawk. I traded a ski boat for a horse called Mystery Ward with Dennis Jenkins. I don't know, you guys know Logan. Yeah. Dennis Logan. was his yep. dad, yep. okay? Yep. And we did it out at Ogden, and it was a big chestnut gelding, really liked him. Um, a ski boat, you can't say you hear that. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. That's, that's so funny. the cute thing about it was, so we traded out there, and, and uh, he sent somebody to pick up the boat, and we took Mr. Reward home with us. Well, we just called him the boat for the there boat. on it. Yeah, <laughs> and when we were at a cutting one time, I, my youngest son, Sid, rode this horse. I said, go get the boat ready, et cetera. And Dennis looked and said, what's the boat? And I said, well, Mystery Ward. He laughed, and he said, we named the boat Mystery Ward. <laughs> 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 that's awesome. But, uh, that's great. So th that's how we got started. Um, I'll joke and aside, it, it, it was a family deal. We went everywhere together. Um, lots of cuttings in Nebraska, Kansas, Colorado, Wyoming. Went to Klamath one year, had a blast mm -hmm. uh, when it was out in the McAuliffe Ranch. Yep. And, and uh, the, you know, Cody and his family were there, met lots of nice people. It was a treacherous trip. And <laughs> so uh, the person that told us how to get there said, uh, what are you coming in? I said, a horse trailer. Well, he didn't know it was a 40-foot living quarters and a semi in front of it. <laughs> and we went up through uh, Winnemucca to Adele and Denial and came down this mountain that was a like 11 miles at 8% mm. grade yeah, or 8 miles. At yeah, mm -hmm. it was awful. But wow. we got there for a week. Um, we'd cut on the way out there. We went to Gordon, Nebraska, Estes Park, Colorado, then to Klamath, and then we came back and went to Columbus, Montana, and Saratoga. Um, 
the guys I work with let me do that because the, it was kind of for the kids too. One of the most fantastic trips we ever had. Got to stay at people's places on the way back and um, it was just fun. Yeah. We didn't do any good out there, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Kirby, what is it about a cutting horse that has made you be in it for so long and, and uh, enjoy going and showing and all the, all the aspects about a horse? So had a little experience roping, calf roping, um, and steer wrestling. And so I played contact sports. I played football. That's what I played the most, actually. Um, and, and like that physical aspect. So bulldogging was, it was a real thrill. I mean, it was a real adrenaline deal. And it's really amazing. The first time I got on a cutter and fell off on that with the roping steers, it was the same feeling. <laughs> it's, a, it, it, it's a real adrenaline deal. Um, yet today, I could back in the box to head a steer and be calm as a cucumber. You know, I go to the cutting pin, and you get done, and you're still shaking. Yeah, and that it's, adrenaline it's, that runs through yeah, your body. Yeah, and it's that feeling. Yeah. And that, uh, that's what kept us hooked. It's kept Grant hooked. My daughter-in-law loves it. You know, for people that have never experienced it, they're missing one of life's truly great places. Yes, sir. Amen. Yeah, I agree 100%. Amen. I agree 100%. Yeah. So. Name one of the most memorable cuttings you've attended. You know, um, that was a question that Mark asked me a few weeks ago on something. And so there, there's lots of them that we've been to, most of them weekend ranch cuttings. Um, so the cool ones. Klamath Falls was a great experience. The non-pro in Oklahoma City, when it was the not quite so much aged event, mm -hmm. was a really neat event. Mm -hmm. um, there was two great ranch cuttings in Nebraska, one at uh, Krebs Ranch in Gordon and one at uh, Huffman Ranch in, in um, Whitman, Nebraska. And both of those were like 25 miles on gravel back to the ranch. <laughs> wow, and ranch cuttings. Yeah, they were, but great cattle, you know, really fun, um, that kind of deal. Missouri Amateur Tournament, and it was called the All-American Amateur Tournament, and it was something that the Eastern Missouri Cutting Horse Association had started in Columbia, and it was a 500 rookie, a 2,000 limit rider, and a 50M, and that was the only classes there. And uh, on Saturday, you cut fresh cattle. Sunday morning, you cut those again, and then they had a finals. But if you want it, you want a trophy, a saddle, a buckle, a vest. Um, All kinds of trinkets. Trinkets and some money. Yeah. The night before, they had a Calcutta. They fed everybody. It was it was an event that was truly for, am actually it was a 50 non-pro, okay, so other people could get in it. But that was a real memorable cutting um, that we participated in. Um, Cody reminded me the other day, the, the first youth cutting that was a 10-point cutting outside of the state of Texas was in Grand Island, Nebraska, and it was uh, the Bill Freeman Scholarship Cutting. And... Uh, Sue Christensen was the organizer of that, and more or less I helped produce it, um, set up the arena, hired the people to come, provided all the cattle for it, and uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but we had huge youth participation, okay, yeah. and uh, cattle were good, the facility was great, all the haulers came because it was a 10-point deal, and that was probably one of the best cuttings, um, I think, we got in a little hassle after that one on 10-point classes versus six-point, what we could do, et cetera. And so it was, it was hard to maintain that. But uh, still today, 
we produce a show in Kearney, Nebraska over Memorial Weekend in conjunction we do the Shania Randall's Memorial Contest. And I think last year we had 36 seniors and 18 juniors mm -hmm. in that. Um, they gave away 20 some plus thousand in scholarships. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm a, a, it's funny because you guys were the youth no. that I remember, yeah. but you know, it's proven if you have big youth class, you have big cutting. Yep. I'm a huge supporter of the youth at our shows. Youth always get fresh cattle. Um, I don't know if that, I know some weekends don't do that, but so I'm a huge supporter of the youth, try and keep it so they can show affordably. And, uh, and that just drags the show bigger for yourself too. So yeah. it might be self-serving. I hope not. Well, in the entertainment value of the youth, I mean, it's so fun getting out there and watching some of the juniors. And then on the other side, on the other hand, just seeing the kids showing the great horses and, yeah. and all that. I mean, I, I absolutely love, I didn't get to show in the youth kind of like these guys did. I, I kind of joined the NCHA and got into the cutting deal a little late, but um, yeah, I mean, I love coming and watching all the, all the yeah. big summer shows. And the highlight was always which like, Who's, who's Taryn Rice going to show or, or what, what good horses are going to get cracked out yeah. for the youth? I mean, that was always the cool thing. Oh, yeah. As a, youth, I mean, as a youth rider, I used to always ask around, see, see what horses I could show, and I was very fortunate to, to compete in that and have a lot of cool horses to show. You know what's so fun about that, which people miss, like, oh, well, he got to ride XYZ horse. or Who cares? Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what was so cool is, you guys don't understand how flexible and how athletic you guys were at 18. <laughs> okay. So, you know, some of us had really good horses and then you guys got to show them and it was really so neat. And you guys made it look so easy. Yeah. I always said, man, I hope they don't enter the non-pro, <laughs> you know, but, uh, um, it was, it, as an owner of some of those horses, it was cool to watch you guys show them. And, uh, it was fun, what? real fun on that. One of our lessons, and uh, was we prepared. We rode almost every night at home, which is dangerous because we didn't know what we were doing. Okay, <laughs> but <laughs> guilty of that. So, Definitely guilty of that. Um, which is another. I'll get to that story later. But um, we were at a cutting somewhere, and, and I think Bill Freeman looked at us and said, "You know, there's not one thing that I can do to affect your run." And all of a sudden, it bingo. Okay, it's like golf. You know. You can play the mind games and say, oh, man, and all that deal. But it's how you prepare yourself and how you walk to the herd and how you present your horse. It's not that Cody went ahead of me or behind exactly. me or Cobra. It's how you show your horse. And if you show it as good as you can, you know, you're going to be somewhere in the mix. Yes, so the horse doesn't know what class or what show yeah. it's at, do they? Yeah. Yeah. doesn't know what trainer. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't know if you've won a million dollars. It doesn't know any of that. Mm. But – Talking about a horse knowing stuff, so this tomahawk horse, he was a good one, and all you had to do was keep him, well, keep him turned out. If you put him in a stall, he was the son of a gun. <laughs> but uh, if you just kept him turned out, kept him loped, and then we all, we, I didn't know what a flag was. We just had lots of cows around, so we worked cows at home every night. And, and that, if those weren't good trained geldings, we probably would have ruined some horses. But anyway, Jerry was real good with his feet. And he, he taught you to stick one in the shoulder and keep it from dropping his shoulder and how to reach back and hit one in the hip. And he had us practice in that. Anyway, I thought I thought Tomahawk was dipping his shoulder, so I stuck a spur <laughs> in his shoulder, and this horse reached around and grabbed my toe. <laughs> <laughs> and his eye was big, and I just looked. And, and this horse was telling me, buddy, I know way more than you do. <laughs> if you ever stick me in the shoulder again, you're gone. <laughs> so. 
So maybe old Tomahawk didn't know what class oh, he he'd did. have been he showing did. <laughs> so. so now that we see that you have a background in cutting and, and we learned about, you know, what got you started, what made you decide to run for vice president? You know, um, so uh, Grant and Lindsay, my son and daughter-in-law, they had a uh, grandson, our first grandson, about four years ago. And Lindsay's on Facebook with all her friends, and she said, oh, I can't wait till um, Houston's old enough to show with these kids like we did. And, you know, I looked at it, and there's, you know, we all know there's lots of rumors and all this and, and turmoil. And, and I said, you know, I'm really concerned where the NCHA is going to be in 10 years. And she kind of got upset with me and said, cutting is going to be around forever. I said, you know, they'll be cutting. I'm just not sure how it's going to look. Well, when this opportunity presented it to me, I thought, wow, you know, I'm a place in my career that I can take some time to do the thing. Um, I come from a family that says if you're going to be involved in something, being involved in it. And um, I'm not trying to be top ten in the world. Um, I know my limitations. I enjoy cutting. And so it was an opportunity maybe to give back to the sport I love and maybe help with some solutions um, I don't have a, a, an agenda. I do have an agenda. The agenda is to help grow this association and bring more people back into it. But um, I don't have a class I want reorganized, anything like that. It's to come up with some solutions to, to make this fun for more people and more people can enjoy it. So what do you see as the most important issue facing the NCHA right now? You know, um, there's lots of things we can talk about. We can t talk about the decline in weekend shows. Um, the leveling is a hot topic right now. Um, and I think leveling done right, I think, ha has a place, okay? But what works in Fort Worth may not work in Grand Island, Nebraska, or may not work in Paso, exactly. okay? So I think we have to be real open-minded and say, here's a general structure of things to do. So I think leveling is important. We, I don't know if you guys have ever filled out a show app for a weekend show. No. Um, I got a master's degree, guys, and it's hard, yes, okay? Sir. You know, we need to make it simple. We need to make it so rules are in place because people tried to break them, okay? But we need to make them so they're flexible. Uh, one of the things that just blows my mind away, so I did my show apps. We have one in April, one in May, and one in October. And so I try and do them first year so they're in the chatter and they're in the um, on the internet etc and I didn't list a videographer and it got sent back to me so I didn't list a judge or a videographer I hadn't hired him yet and they sent it back to me and said well you you have to tell 10 days before the show to hire a judge but you got to have a videographer named and I was like that's a rule that doesn't matter okay because yeah. your videographer doesn't matter the quality of the show yeah but the judge does yes sir yeah so, you know, the, they always say when you're producing and cutting, the only three things you control is the ground, the judge. Now I'm trying to think of what the last thing was, but uh, the ground and the judge, you have control. Who you hire and how the ground is. Cattle, you can think you bring in the best cattle in, in the world and, not. yeah, on the wrong day. It's a crapshoot, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. They got to mine the ground, too. So, you know, there are just some, some regulations that we need to free up to make it easier um, biggest thing I think is growing the membership um, but I, actually the most the thing I'm the most passionate about and I wrote in a couple other interviews prior to hiring a new executive director is is that we needed to get somebody hired to run the business okay and we got that man 
we got a new director of marketing, we got a new director of shows. I think the NCHA needs to get behind these people. Are they gonna be perfect day one? No, okay, but get behind them and don't look for every mistake they make. You know, if they make a mistake, let's show them another way that we could have done it or address it as a group and be, again, let's be positive and let these people try. And I think we'll be surprised at how smooth the NCHA can run, how marketed right we can really get more people involved and, you know, seriously more money back into it, okay? Um, you know, a friendly show environment. Um, and I'm not cursing any of the guys that were there, but... Uh, just I'm, overall positivity I'm, as a whole. Yeah, I'm I mean, sitting here with you guys. Because there is a change. We need to be positive yeah. about yeah. it and, and help these guys change is have good. a smooth yeah. transition to move forward. Yeah. Well, there's change negativity. is hard, but it's good. There's negativity yeah. in anything and anywhere you go, there's going to be negativity. Yeah. And spreading positivity and what you're saying, I, that's yeah. honestly one of the most important parts we have to, to improving the association of my point. We have to opinion. move forward. We can't just keep dwelling on the past. I mean, yeah. what's happened in the past has happened. and and we have these new people hired and, and in positions, and, and we need to get behind them and support them. Yeah. Without our support, it's, it's null and void. Yeah, it's scary. So I've been a director in Chan, which is Cutting Horse in Nebraska, for years and years and years. Small association. I mean, the whole state of Nebraska doesn't have as many people in it as Fort Worth does. So huh. um, It's crazy. Yeah, well, neither does the Panhandle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout but, out Groover, Texas. Yeah. Um, but... When we have a director's meeting, we have our little tiffs about what we want to do and all that deal. But as a group of directors, we've always agreed when we walked out of that room that we would agree on the decision made and we would support it, even if we didn't during the meeting. But if that's how we voted, we were going to support it. And I think that's what we have to do here is if all the EC or all the directors at the convention don't agree, but this is a resolution that we pass, we need to support it. We need to be positive. We need to do as much as we can to get rid of this negative media. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. You know, I'll just say it. Facebook's killing our association. You know, and Social it, media is killing it, our association. Just the, the negativity yes. behind it. Yes. It, and it's misinformation, I think. I agree 100%. You know? I agree so, 100%. So. And, and maybe with, like, Todd Barton, the new marketing director, you know, you get the, the right message out and the positive and, and don't get on these battles. So. And rants and – Yeah. And you read it, and the person not knowing, they believe it. And then how many people that don't actually know reading the posts that are being made Spreads just like not, wildfire. not knowing and believing it be, just because they don't know? Right. Yep. Kirby, name one thing that the NCHA does well. They produce the highest quality shows in the nation. Okay. Doesn't mean some of us and other people don't do really good shows. The Della and her group, uh, Paso, Pacific Coast, it's always been phenomenal, okay? But the Triple Crown events in the Eastern and the Western are the highest paying, most value cuttings there are. So I think the NCHA produces three really good shows, okay? Um, we need to, I think I wrote somewhere that we always need to evaluate those, and that's what I do in my business. We evaluate all the time, and then we make changes for the positive, but not change to just change, okay? Um, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it, okay? So we really need to look at something and say, if it's, this isn't broken, okay, so let's go ahead and, and run it this way for a while. Um, but always look and see if we can make things better, okay? Um, so I, I really think the NCHA does a really good job producing shows. Um, it, that, that's a tough question. 
So I haven't been on the EC. I've been, I've been a director and I've been on some committees, but unless you're on the EC, you really don't have the inside stuff, okay? That's frustrating, that's the misinformation that we get. Um, Speculation. Yeah, yeah, what really happened, what, all that deal. So I think we do a good job governing, but we need to make it simple. I, I live my life by the keep it simple, stupid, sorry, <laughs> deal. And so the simpler I keep things, the better, better my life works. Amen. And so I think we need to do that here. So. Kirby, name some good qualities you have and what makes you a good leader. You know, it, it t- kind of touched on it before. Um, you know, I, I work really well with people. And if you talk to my feedlot customers, uh, one of my deals is the guy that's washing the tanks in the feed yard, is, his job's just as important as the manager because we got to have cool, clean, fresh water for the cattle, and his job's important. So you need to, l- to listen to all those people and involve them and buy in to get it to work. So I think the biggest probably skill I guess I have is I, uh, I work with everybody at all levels. Um, one of those motivational things I heard years ago said the janitor's just as important as the CEO. So we need to listen to all levels and get input from them and, and come up with solutions. And that's what I do every day in my job is come up with solutions. And, and some days things are good okay and so you walk out of a feed yard and say guys good job okay we won a victory today okay um we don't need to change anything and some days you have to look at it and say it's you know as simple as we got to do a couple other things so i think i bring the ability to work with people and come up with solutions that's probably the biggest skill i have why should we vote for you uh you know i wrote a, a couple different things um i, I think what I'd like to tell people is, is that I, I do have a background in, in with people, okay? Um, we own a business that's very successful, so I, I can read a financial statement, I can do balance sheets, et cetera, so I'm, I'm able to interpret those things. That's not my background. My background's actually a, a science major, you know, a nutrition, mm-hmm. biochemistry, which I can't believe. But... <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, you've learned those skills over the years, et cetera, sit in directors' meetings, et cetera. But what I bring is I'm just a member, okay? I haven't been on the EC, so I'm kind of clean of mind, okay? And I truly think with members' involvement, we can make changes. Um, true message is I wanna, I'm here to support our new executive director. And I think if we get behind that, we're going to see some really great things. And, and so I want people to know I'm not um, – looking for a job past this. I have a job, okay, and uh, for as long as I want it, okay. I want to help the NCHA as president and uh, see if we can't steer it in a more positive direction and really support these new staff members that we've got, and, and that's why I'd ask for your vote. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, Kirby, thanks so much for taking the time and sitting down with us, and good luck, and enjoy the rest of your time here at the NCHA Kit Kat Sugar hey, Super Thank Stakes. you, guys. I really appreciate getting to sit down with you. Thanks, Kirby. Thank you, Kirby. That was an awesome interview with Kirby Smith of Grand Island, Nebraska. I learned a whole lot about Kirby. I thought it was cool. He kind of had a similar story that I have kind of getting into the cutting world, just buying some horses and figuring it out for yourself to start and then kind of finding a trainer and all that kind of down the road. So I kind of identified with him on that level and being a newcomer and 
just learning the ropes of the NCHA. So I love that. I love seeing Kirby throughout the show. Like I said, he was there for the open, and then I saw him a couple days during the amateur competition, greeting amateurs at the exhibit hall and just making conversation and talking with everyone that he could. So it was really awesome to see Kirby at this year's 2019 Kit Kat Sugar Super Sticks. It was really cool for me because I grew up with Kirby's son, Grant, showing in high school rodeo and also the youth. And um, I've known Kirby for a long time. And as I've grown up and I'm now on the non-pro committee for the NCHA, he's also on that. And working with him on there, it was it was cool to listen to his views and his ideas for the NCHA. And, and obviously, I mean, he's uh, – got a good vision for the NCHA so that's one of the reasons we wanted to bring you guys this interview um, because the things you guys can do as members is vote and obviously well I know for a fact that last year was one of the lowest voting turnouts in a long time and and obviously there's a lot of members that have a lot of ideas and and want those to be heard so um, this is your opportunity as members to get out there and support the NCHA and support a candidate that you you believe in and you agree with, just like you would for anything else. And so this is why we wanted to bring you this interview. And, and you know, I think everyone from hearing him talk, uh, Kirby is a very, very good guy. And also uh, thanks to him for going out of his way uh, to make time for us. It means a lot to us. And uh, we, I can't thank him enough for coming on and talking to us. We also wanted to note that we extended an invitation to the other vice president candidate or a deal of Ruskin, Florida. She was in town for the competition committee meeting and some of the amateur competition. And unfortunately, our schedules were unable to align and we were unable to get an interview with her. So we wanted to get this interview with Kirby out as soon as possible with the elections going on currently. And we wanted to get this interview out to you guys and, and get Kirby's ideas and get, get an idea for, for who Kirby is out there to you guys. So, Yeah, and Cutting Horse Central also posted a video with Aura, um, a video interview. And, I mean, more or less they were very similar to the questions that we asked in our podcast or in our interview with Kirby. So um, it sucks that we couldn't get an interview with Aura, but she's busy um, doing her thing with the competition committee, and, and we were busy as well. Um, doing Showing things we, and doing other yeah, stuff. And so, and so um, we apologize for that. But um, Yeah, be sure to check that video out. on. I saw it on Cutting Horse Central's Facebook page. It's like a 10-minute video with Aura. So yeah. Yeah, be sure and head over. And, and there's also one of Kirby on there too. Yeah, yep. check those out. Like Cody said, similar questions kind of similar similar ideas, similar, similar conversation. So be sure and check that out on Cutting Horse Central's Facebook page. Yeah, and go out there and, and watch these videos, listen to our interview, and, and uh, make a decision and go out there and vote because this is where you, the members, need to get involved. And Vote, vote, vote. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Section K Podcast. Be sure to hit us up on Facebook, Section K Podcast. Slide into our DMs on Instagram if you feel feel the urge. Hey. Uh-oh. <laughs> At Section K Podcast on Instagram. Also, be sure hit us up in the emails, sectionkpod at gmail.com. Also, if you want any Section K ball caps, be sure and holler at myself or Cody. We will get one to you ASAP, $20 per cap. We'd love for you guys to show the support. 
got to pay the bills somehow. So be sure and hit us up for some merch. We'd love to see everyone out there repping the Section K brand. So holler at us. Subscribe, rate, review, share, do all that sort of stuff. Let the people know. Yeah, we hope y'all enjoyed. Get the word out. We hope y'all enjoyed all the content we put out during the Super Stakes, our interviews with Bo Gallion, our interview with Phil Hansen. Um, we hope y'all enjoyed those. We've got a lot of positive feedback. Look for a lot of similar interviews to those in the coming future at the big-time shows and the big-time events. So we'll be seeing you guys down the road. And don't forget, if you guys need some new sunglasses, becksunglasses.com. K-Pod. K-Pod. Promo code. Thanks for all the support from everybody, and we'll see you next week. We'll see you down the road. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Adios.